0: NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move made around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trana, and happy to have you with us. It is the schedule release day today. So, we are coming to you on Wednesday, May 12th. The 2021 NFL schedule will be released tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we will have for you a reaction show after we get our hands on the schedule that will drop. Probably, I'll probably drop that show for you before midnight rather than hold it till after midnight. We'll take a look at things like the toughest stretch of the schedule, the easiest win. We'll do an updated, um, win-loss projection and just other notes about the schedule so i'm really excited to see what the schedule looks like to see when the giants have some of these key games how many night games they're going to have and bring that all to you for our thursday show and then just while we're talking about the rest of the week just real quick the giants have their rookie mini camp starting on friday and that runs through Saturday and my understanding is the media is going to have some degree of access I don't know exactly how much the access is going to be I don't think that's been finalized certainly I haven't seen a memo yet finalizing and stating what the access is going to be but I'm pretty sure we'll have zoom calls and all that stuff so what we'll probably do is we'll probably have a show for you over the weekend um, covering the mini camp and what was said and whatnot. so So you'll want to tune in for that, I'm sure, um, for observations and, you know, we'll find out what they can do. I'm not really sure what they're going to be able to do because I'm estimating about 30 to 35 players are eligible to show up. And I don't even know if they're all going to show up. You know, the NFLPA has been telling their players, you know, to think twice about showing up for anything voluntary. So we'll have to see about that. So anyway, that's the plan for the rest of the week on today's show. What I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about players in uh, 2021 Giants players that need to step up. These are guys who, you know, there's an old saying that a player is never as bad as he looks and he's never as good as he looks. And these particular players that I'm going to talk about on today's show when you look at them, you you probably are going to say, oh, gosh, that guy stunk, get him off the team and whatnot. But there's usually something more to it. And we're just going to kind of go through um, the different scenarios and just kind of see where guys fit in and, um, you know, if they have a chance to contribute to the team. So let's kick that off. And I want to start off with offensive lineman Will Hernandez. Now, Hernandez, I think, you know, was one of the biggest mysteries last year he started at left guard then unfortunately he ended up with uh with covid and he never regained his starting left job uh from Shane Lemieux who had taken it over and who had played it you know pretty well say for maybe pass blocking and whatnot and Duke Manyweather, who is the well-known offensive line coach, he works with a lot of uh, offensive linemen, actually put something out on his Twitter account and mentioned that Will Hernandez actually played Hurt last year. So that obviously factored into Hernandez's struggles and, um, you know, Hernandez, this is going to be interesting. He and Lemieux are going to compete against each other. And I'm not really sure how the Giants are going to do this, but the assumption is that one of the guys, you know, who are, one will obviously go to left, ha- left guard. Excuse me. The other will go to right guard. And from having seen video posted by Duke Manyweather and Hernandez on their respective Instagram accounts, they definitely have had Hernandez working on some, Um, technique work from the right side as though he were playing right guard. So it's a matter of who's prepared and uh, who can execute that the best. Now, here's the thing with Will Hernandez. One of the things that he struggled with last year, and I don't know if this was his doing or if this was a result of, you know, playing next to a, a rookie offensive tackle and a first year center which i think you know quite frankly had a lot to do with it but There were struggles in the mental game with picking up stunts and blitzes. Now, you never know exactly who is to blame when you see that happen. Um, It's easy to point the finger and say, oh, Hernandez screwed up or, oh, Gates screwed up or, oh, Andrew Thomas screwed up. But unless you know the line calls, which I don't profess to know them and I don't think anybody outside the coaching staff and the players know what the line calls were – You can't really sit there and say, well, gosh, Will Hernandez has never picked up a stunt in his life. What makes you think he's going to do it now? Because I go back to his rookie season and there was so much promise shown. This is a guy who I really thought in year two of his career, he was going to be a solid player, maybe even a Pro Bowl guard. And then he just fell upon some hard times for whatever the reason, um, some struggles and Again, with offensive linemen, you look at who plays next to each other. And, um, you know, Will Hernandez in year two, he had a banged up Nate Solder next to him. He also had John Halapio as his center, a guy who had come back from injury and who um, was okay, but really not as experienced as Spencer Pulley was, who played next to Will um, at center, you know, during his rookie season. So, Overall folks, I think Will Hernandez isn't as bad as we thought he was. I think there were there were some circumstances that made him look worse than what maybe he really is. That said, you know, I'm not ready to give him a free pass because obviously he has to come in. He's got to earn it. He's got to work for it. And he'll do that. He's, he's a, he's not the type of kid who I think is going to sit back and, you know, expect things to be handed to him. So I'm, um, I know he's working at it hard. Um, I'm curious to see where he ends up, if he ends up at left guard. Or at right guard. I think if I had my druthers, I would leave him at left guard, maybe move uh, Shane Lemieux over to right guard, but that is not my decision to make. That's up to the coaching staff. So we'll see how that comes to fruition. But I do think Will Hernandez, you know, and a lot of people have asked me about him, you know, what happened to him last year? Why did he drop off? If he was hurt, as Duke Manyweather mentioned on his Twitter account, um, and that and COVID, I think that just kind of all mixed together and made 2020 a year for Will Hernandez to to forget. But I'm optimistic. I'm not ready to give up on him, and and uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna bounce back. This is a contract year for him, and I'm uh, really excited to see you know how he how he bounces back. So um, it's gonna be key. The Giants need that offensive line to be solid, and I think Will can can certainly deliver that. All right, folks, you're listening to Locked on Giants with Patricia Trena, and we are going over players that we need to see step up in 2021. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Evan Ingram. Stay with us.
1: What is good, Giants fans? Listen up. nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and they're offering complimentary bottles. To all football fans in America, to get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text draft to 231-231. That's draft DRAFT to 231231. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass as well. There's a reason that Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. Simply put, it works. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. Just text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply.
0: Welcome back Giant fans to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you and we are doing players that need to step up. So I picked three guys that I want to talk about on today's show. Um, we won't be able to see them I guess until the mandatory minicamp because these are all veterans that I'm talking about but uh, these are guys that you know In looking back and doing some research, looking at some film and whatnot, and also just kind of reading up on things, you wonder if these guys just weren't as bad as they looked or weren't as good as they looked. You know, uh, the, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. And I think that's the case with a lot of these guys. And certainly I think that's the case with this next guy I'm going to talk about. And that is tight end Evan Ingram. Now, those of you who have listened to this show faithfully, you know that at times I've expressed frustration with Evan Ingram and the way he has played the game. Specifically, you know, his yips, his case of the, of the yips that he's had. Now, I've also said many times before, I like Evan. He's a good kid. Um, I have nothing against him. I know he's a hard worker. I have had the pleasure to speak with him one-on-one, both on and off the record before. So, you know, he, he's just one of those kids that, that you just, you feel bad about being overly critical about him. But um, look. Let's face it, last year there were some issues in his game, some drop passes, which to me looked like concentration drops. And, you know, just going back and looking at some of the film, let's give, I'm going to give Evan Ingram the benefit of the doubt here. All right. I have said since day one that the Giants offensive coordinators, and I think Jason Garrett is now, what, his third since he's turned pro? The Giants' offensive coordinators haven't quite, in my opinion at any rate, figured out how to best use Evan Ingram's uh, talents. For example, you have heard me say on this show before that I don't understand why they are asking him to block in line a defensive end who might outweigh him by 30 or more pounds. That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. You have probably heard me say also on this show that You know, why are they using his speed and his athleticism to send him up the seam or, or, you know, match him up against a linebacker or, or a safety where he would be a mismatch? Well, in going back and looking at some film, you know, now I don't know if, Offensive coordinator Jason Garrett did this because the offensive line was still you know a work in progress, or he thought this was the best way to to run it, or I, I'm really not sure what the reason is. But Evan Ingram, on a lot of those uh, drops that he had, not all of them, but but quite a number of them, they occurred on plays where he ran a short stick route and had to come back for the ball. Now, I have often wondered, you know, given Evan's injury history, when you ask him to come back to the ball and, and you know, he's facing and seeing defenders coming up, you know, starting to converge on him, is that necessarily a, a good thing? Is In other words, is that in his head? I don't know. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. But what I do know is if you send Evan Ingram out, away from the ball as opposed to having him come back to the ball they had a little bit better success rate with him now again I know there were a couple of drops where you know he, he was running and, and, and he just alligator armed the ball or whatever but for the most part Evan Ingram is at his best when you are sending him up the field and not having him come back to the ball he is at his best when you ask him to chip as opposed to square up on a guy who outweighs him. He is at his best when you ask him to maybe go in motion or line him up in the slot. These are all things that I am hoping we see from Evan Ingram because I I just, I never felt that any offensive coordinator really got the most out of him. I understand that you don't want to telegraph things. You don't want to have a situation where, oh, look, here's Evan Ingram and hey, he can't you know, square up and block my defensive end so I know he's going to chip. I get that. I really do. But there's got to be a way, some way, to creatively disguise stuff or or just, you know, take advantage of what he does best. And I don't feel like the Giants really did that last year. Um, And, you know, the thing that I was concerned about, and hopefully this is not going to carry over into Evan's game is, you know, look, when you constantly have bad things happen, you know, you drop a pass, a big pass, for example, or, you know, you miss a block or whatever the case might be. The last thing you want is for that to get into your head to where now when the next oppor- opportunity comes up, now all of a sudden, guess what? You're you're not going to be able to to execute as expected. So, That's something I'd be concerned about with Evan's game. I do think, though, in fairness, you know, that has to do with mental toughness. And I will say this about Evan. Throughout the year last year, whether he did something good or whether he didn't do something good, he never ran and hid from the media. He always took accountability for his actions. Um, So I respect that in his game. I respect that he, you know... Didn't make excuses for himself that he, you know, went back to work and tried to fix some of the things, the deficiencies in his game. I respect that, Um, but I, again, I wonder just how much help he is getting from the coaching staff. Now, here's something interesting about Evan. As everybody knows, uh, the Joe Judge uh, decided to shake up the coaching staff on the offensive side of the ball. So Freddie Kitchens. Who was the tight end's coach last year? Now he's going to be a senior offensive assistant. And I believe Derek Dooley is going to take o- over as the tight end's coach. So I'm curious to see what Derek Dooley can do with the tight ends, which, you know, as as a whole, the group last year really didn't play that well. It wasn't just Evan, it was it was the whole group. So I'm curious to see how they they do. Um, with Derek Dooley now as their, their position coach. The other thing, you know, it's funny, I was talking with a colleague of mine and uh, we were talking about how one of the best tight end coaches the Giants have had post Mike Pope, who, you know, he he was just, he was the guy. I mean, Mike Pope was, you you couldn't find any better than Mike Pope when it came to coaching tight ends. But a guy who was really good and very underrated was Kevin Gilbride Jr. when he was here working with the tight ends. And, you know, Gilbride Jr., of course, moved on to, to other jobs, um, wasn't retained or anything like that. But, you know, you just hope that um, Derek Dooley, in, in his role as a tight end coach, can he maybe get these guys to play at a higher level, at, at a more cohesive level. And it's, it's just been missing. Uh, from the Giants so I'm interesting to see if the uh the switch pays off um and if Evan Ingram Caden Smith we got to throw him in there Levine Toilolo I mean he makes the roster and the uh, Kyle Rudolph even is the entire group going to play better I think they will But again, I want to see how the Giants end up deploying Evan Ingram because I just don't think they have ever really figured out how to optimize what he does well. And uh, if you don't do that, well, the results are going to speak for themselves. So we'll see what they come up with. Curious to see. All right, folks, we're going to take our final break here on the Lockdown Giants podcast. And when we come back, we have a defensive player we're going to talk about. So stay with us. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, regardless of the sport or the major event. Bet online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, offering real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON. online, your sportsbook experts. Hey Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all-new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut-free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite of Built Bar's selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar, except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked On Giants. Patricia Traina here with you. And we're doing a list of three players that I would like to see step up in 2021, you know, under the guise of you're never as good as you look, you're never as bad as you look. And just, you know, and and going back and looking at some tape and studying some stats and whatnot, the scheme, you know, th- these are guys that I think maybe got an unfair, um, you know, rap from fans and to a degree media and just, you know, I think these are guys that can step up if – the circumstances are there. And uh, I mentioned in the last segment that I would turn my attention to uh, a defensive player after doing two offensive players, Will Hernandez and Evan Ingram. And this player that I think is um, hopefully going to have a big year is edge rusher O'Shane Zimenez. Now, with Ziminez, who is coming off of the uh, season-ending shoulder injury that he had last year, the big problem with Ziminez, I believe, was just he didn't really anchor well against a run. Um, he he was too easy. Often found himself getting caught up in the wash and um, was unable to disengage disengage from blocks. Now, Here's the thing, when you have a shoulder injury, obviously you can't work on your, your upper body strength. You've got to let that heal before you start lifting and everything like that. So the good news is, is Ziminez had the injury early enough last year to where he'll be almost a year removed. And the hope is that, you know, he's back in the weight room. He's able to work on that upper body strength to just help himself with disengaging. Um, The problem with him, though, is he's lost out on some time. Um, He only played uh, 110 snaps last year, that in a rotation. And the Giants, meanwhile, have drafted Aziz Ojulari, who I think is going to probably be the starting weak side edge rusher for the Giants this year. Now, where does... Zimenez fit in well I don't think you play him on the strong side I think that's going to go to Lorenzo Carter um assuming he's all cleared from his season ending Achilles injury um Zimenez, though, I think is going to be your situational pass rusher. I think he's going to just come in and in certain sub packages. I, I, I think the window for him to maybe be the, the full time starter has kind of closed. And again, that's because the Giants added Ojulari, who I believe is going to jump him on, on the depth chart. But I, I still think that Zimenez as a situational pass rusher has some value. And just looking at his stats, uh, you know, from c- pro football focus, I'm just taking a look here at what he did. And I'm going to throw out 2020 because, you know, again, that wasn't really a full season for him. But let me look at his, his uh, rookie season year. And here's a stat which makes me think that Zimenez can be effective as a situational pass rusher. In his rookie season, he had a team-leading 13% win rate on pass rush pressure, which led the team, the uh, Giants' edge rushers. There were five guys, Zimenez, Marcus Golden, Lorenzo Carter, Kareem Martin, and Chris Peace. Zimenez was at 13 percent win rate followed by marcus golden who if you remember had 10 sacks in 2019 marcus golden had a 12.8 percent win rate lorenzo carter 9.7 and kareem martin 4.5 so you know the thing i like about simonez is he's got that first quick step off the ball right it reminds me quite a bit of ocu Minura who always looked like he was shot out of a cannon off the ball, you know, as soon as the ball was snapped, boom, O.C. Was somehow managed to time his his first step with the snap of the ball. And he would often be in the backfield before an offensive tackle or a tight end or whatever had a chance to react. So I, I think that Zimenez, as a pass rusher, as a situational pass rusher, I think he can be effective. Again, the question comes down to how is that shoulder? Can he disengage from blocks? Um, that's going to be a, a big thing for him. And, you know, also it's the mental aspect. You know, now he's been away from the game uh, because of the injury for almost a year. And while it's like a bicycle, you never really forget stuff, you know, you do get rusty. And how long is it going to take for him to ultimately knock the rust off of himself and get back into the flow of things? But I, I like Zimenez. I mean, I think I think he's committed to it. He's he just he's the type of player I've always thought needed a good mentor around him. You know, he he had Marcus Golden that first year. Last year, um, Golden was back, but you know. They traded him away, and this year the Giants brought back um or not brought back they brought in Ryan Anderson, who's a veteran um who can serve as a as a mentor to those young outside linebacker group. but I've always thought that you know not just for Zeminnez but that group in general, they haven't really had a good mentor show them you know, the ropes, how to take care of things, you know, not not at least since Marcus Golden was here. Marcus Golden took that responsibility on himself and and did so with pride. And I think that hurt the Giants edge rushers. I really think it did. And I'm hoping, you know, Ryan Anderson, I don't know what kind of role he's going to have. I don't even know if he's going to make the roster. But while he's here, um, if he could serve as that kind of mentor for them, I think that's going to help them significantly in their development. Because you look, don't underestimate the benefit of uh, of having a mentor and what that can do for a young player, showing him the ropes and how to take care of himself and the little tricks of the trade and things like, you know, uh, studying film and all that good stuff. So I think Ziminez, you know, there's potential there. But that said, I think this is probably going to be his last year to really live up to that potential, you know, especially if he doesn't turn that corner and start, you know, recapturing some of that promise and building on some of that promise that he had as a rookie. I could see them maybe moving on from him down the line. And hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, I'd like to see all these guys succeed because if they succeed, that means the team's going to succeed. But we'll see if that happens. Alright, Giant fans, that's gonna do it for this edition of Locked on Giants. Don't forget, we will have a schedule reaction show coming up tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna tape that as soon as I have the schedule in my hot little hand. We'll talk about, uh, again, the toughest stretch. We'll talk about easy wins, if there is such a thing as easy wins. We'll talk about projections. We'll talk about matchups that I like, um, everything and anything having to do with that schedule really looking forward to seeing it it is the nfl's first 17 game regular season schedule so it's a historic night and it's going to be it's going to be fun to kind of see it all play out so until then giant fans thank you as always for tuning in appreciate you and we'll talk to you again tomorrow get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.